Hi, everyone. Welcome to our post break, our Ask Us Anything. We used to have these at Travana Post. Um, we'd gather around our square table and everyone would ask us tax credit questions, post budgeting questions. So this is our today version of that. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I'm going to have our panelists introduce themselves. Um, we're having a, taking a minute here to get Connie connected to the call, but I'm sure that will happen momentarily. So in the meantime, um, starting with David Brower, wait, I just first do wanna say all of our panelists I've worked with for many years and they're wonderful and I'm very lucky to consider them colleagues. I couldn't do my job without them. And um, so I think this is gonna be a really fun conversation once we iron out all the kinks, which I'm, I'm confident will happen. So yeah, starting with David Brower, why don't you introduce yourselves? Sure, thanks. Uh, Yana said, I'm David Brower, CPA. Our firm specializes in film tax credit audits throughout the United States. And we've been involved with the New York program since its inception in 2015. And that's for the full, full uh, productions. And then Post Only started in 2016. And our role is to help expedite the process with the state. Um, it is a voluntary audit in New York. It's not required that you hire a CPA firm, but it does expedite the process quite a bit. And we love working with Trevana and the Post Alliance. And uh, let us know if, if we could ask any answer any questions that you may have with regard to the audit process and information that we've seen that kind of slows down the process with productions we've worked on. Daniel? My name is Daniel Gates. I work with David at Brown Company. Uh, my answer is pretty much the same as his. We would do the same thing. Uh, it's been, I've been doing it for about seven years and I've worked a lot specifically in New York so we like to look at ourselves as a resource to reach out to, in addition to people like Travana and even the Film Commission themselves if they have questions along the way. Kelsey? I'm Kelsey Schuyler. I work at Travana Post. I've been there for nine years now. And besides post accounting, um, one of the big things that is part of our job is actually submitting the tax credit um, to the state or to David Brower or any of the other third party CPAs. Um, we also submit initial applications for projects that we get in our office. So we're, our day to day is full of tax credit, um, tax credit work. So any questions are always welcome. Even after this call, Trivana is a great resource if you've got tax credit questions. John Diaz, I'm the uh, senior program manager um, at Empire State Development, and uh, I've been working on the um, film tax credit program since 2014 um, in various roles um, in the department. Um, right now, um, I'm doing, uh, I'm in charge of auditing applications submitted to the uh, film program and the post-production program, as well as the uh, musical and theatrical program. Um, and obviously uh, providing support for all the, all the applicants. And Connie McFeely here, who will be, will be able to hear shortly, is the head of everything having to do with film and television tax credits at ESD. 
We've worked with Connie since 2004. She's indispensable. We're all very excited to hear from her. And I just love that this is adding extra dramatic tension to our, um, what was just gonna be a very basic Q&A. Uh, my name is Jana Lehman. I'm the president and COO of Travana Post. I've um, been there for 15 years. Um, I'm also the chair of the Post New York Alliance. And uh, as Kelsey mentioned, we administrate tax credits all day long. Um, we've been a part of writing the legislation for the tax credits. And I also just wanna say, it's so nice to see so many of the friends who we work with, people calling from our office in LA, post supervisors, people calling from studios in LA. So nice to see everyone. Um, what I wanna do first, so this is how this is gonna go. We're going to first talk about what the tax credit is now. There have been some substantial changes made to it, effective April 1st. So I wanna make sure that everybody understands what the tax credit in its current iteration is now. And then we are going to open it up to questions. Um, so I think Connie is still working through her audio. Um, so I will do my best to give a rundown of the tax credit program currently. Please, um, David and Daniel and Kelsey interrupt me when I leave something out. Um, so currently the production, the, I think of this as two programs uh, with three components. So you have the production incentive, which you qualify for if you do 75% of your eligible spend in New York, you meet a stage requirement and then you get what, and now you get a 25% credit on your eligible spend. When you qualify for the production credit, all of your eligible post-production and visual effects are included. You don't have to meet separate thresholds for post-production and visual effects. So that's the production credit. Then you have the post-only credit in which you did not qualify for the production credit, but you meet a 75% of eligible spend threshold in New York. And separately, but also kind of the same is the visual effects animation credit. It's one program, but the thresholds are different. So for post only, you meet a 75% threshold, 75% of eligible spend done in New York and you qualify. Visual effects animation, you have to spend 20% of your visual effects animation budget or $3 million, whichever is less, and you get 25%. There are also now minimum spending requirements for the production credit. You have to spend a minimum of, no, your budget has to be a minimum of $1 million for the production credit if you're shooting in New York City and $250,000 if you're shooting outside of New York City. There is no minimum budget for post-only visual effects animation. Is that correct? John, is that right? There's, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Can I just jump in and say that the 25% change is um, 
effective for initial applications received after April 1st of 2020. Before, if your initial application was submitted to the state and accepted prior to April 1st, it's a 30% credit. Right. Perfect. There is also, um, this was put into place early last year, a um, diversity training fund. So one quarter of 1% of your credit is now put into a fund for the purpose of uh, increasing diversity in the industry. And um, we heard from Connie earlier this week that, that those funds have, are ready to go. Like they've, they've already gathered 1%, one quarter of 1% of enough credits to fund the program. So that's another change that has been made. And it's one quarter of 1% of your final credit amount is used for that fund. I think that basically covers it, right? The, the current program as it is. I think that covers it. Great. Okay, so I think we can hit these questions. Um, I'm going to start with Francis's question. Francis Power, our good friend, post supervisor extraordinaire, because um, it's a question that I know a lot of people have. And his question is, what is the status of getting post-production moved to phase two in the New York State reopening? And I'm happy to report that post-production is in phase two. That has been confirmed. Our understanding is that phase one in New York City is starting um, in, on June 8th. And then if all goes well, phase two will be a few weeks after that. So the Post-New York Alliance lobbyists said conservatively to count on phase two going into effect after the July 4th holiday. That, I mean, that's my understanding. I can't really talk much about it, uh, yeah. but that's, that's, yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's assuming everything goes according to plan and right. that uh -huh. has not happened in 2020. So, I mean, but um, hopefully that answers your question and it's, and it's really good news because we are, were originally slotted in uh, phase four, but um, with enough conversations and explaining that post-production essentially is manufacturing. It's really not entertainment. Um, we were able to be considered now um, phase two. However, I will say for anyone on here who might be a business or a facility, one of the requirements is going to be that your return to work plan, essentially safety plan, has to be uploaded to ESD. The Post Alliance is working on a template um, based on a ton of research that the board has done, um, specifically Kim Spikes, Pete Conlon, Jonathan Hoffman, um, where they've combined together recommendations of the CDC, the governor's office, OSHA, and AMTP research. And they're putting together a template that we're going to send to every member of the Post Alliance so that you can use that as your base um, to create the PDF that you're going to need to upload to the state in order to um, be able to you know, reopen. I mean, you can reopen before, but you should have that on file with the state. And also, you have to have a representative ready to answer questions a representative from ESD will call your office. So you want to have someone in charge who knows exactly what your plan is and what you're doing um, to reopen. We just got that information this week, hot off the presses. So thank you very much for the question. 
Um, Chris, do you want to um, ask us the questions that were asked by the membership before the call, um, the Slack questions? Sure. Firstly, just to confirm something we just went over, um, verifying that the new application minimum spend is $1 million. Is that the case? I believe that's not the, I believe it's your budget has to be a minimum of $1 million. We're, we're talking about budget here. Yeah. So budget, the, yeah. The, the budget has to be a minimum of $1 million for uh, downstate projects and um, 250,000, I said 250 for, for um, upstate projects. Yeah. So there's a big difference between what your budget is and what you spend in New York. So your show budget, total budget has to be a minimum of $1 million in order to get into the program in New York City. And if you shoot outside of New York, it, the minimum budget is 250,000. Great. Um, so a big topic, good spend versus bad spend topic. Um, how will the work from home situation affect the ability to book artists that live in another state? My company, not my company, but the questioner's company works with some artists that are based in New Jersey or Connecticut that in the past used to come into our office in Manhattan and do the work there. Now that is not possible. How would that affect a production's ability to claim that credit? And what if the future of work from home becomes more and more of a reality? So um, this is one that I, I, I think we should circle back to this one if Connie is able to get in here. Um, I believe that the answer to that, um, I think the jury is still out on that one because of the ramifications of um, the tax ramifications of, of working from home, uh, not just for the film industry, but for many other industries. Um, the answer is not going to depend on uh, ESD alone. So um, I, I don't really have an answer for that. Uh, hopefully Connie can uh, provide more insight on that. Hi, I just hey. logged on. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so John, what were you talking about? We were talking about the um, uh, working from home requirement for a lot of people that work in the industry and how that will affect their salaries being qualified. Yeah, and there hasn't been a policy decision on that. And uh, the, the Department of Taxation is involved too as well as the Department of Budget, so that it really is a pending decision. Um, I can say that the conversations I've had, and we've been having these conversations since the first week that this all happened, um, I know that there is a lot of, um, a lot of research being done about it. The, I, the, the problem is that all of the work that was all of the work that was scheduled to happen in New York and was forced out of the state, um, that is going to impact people's tax credits. So the question is, will the work be considered bad spend or neutral spend? And this will then go into another question that um, Chris mentioned. People have this question, what's the difference between bad spend, good spend, and neutral spend? And the way we describe it is, um, bad spend negatively impacts your threshold. Good spend is good for your threshold and neutral spend has no impact on your threshold whatsoever. So yeah, the, I mean, go ahead. 
qualified spend are qualified spend in New York State are those qualified costs in New York State that that you identify as as good spend. The bad spend are qualified costs that are incurred out of state. In other words, costs that would have been eligible for the tax credit had they been incurred in New York. And that's what constitutes bad spend. And then there's neutral spend, which is doesn't have an impact on the credit. Right. So um, shows that we're counting on their editorial labor to be qualified, but that labor was forced home. And if those people live in New Jersey or Connecticut um, or Pennsylvania, it's now, you know, obviously going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue with several shows and depending on what the state decides, um, you know, some shows could be losing their tax credit, which I know right. is, and, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. It's, it's just that there, there are issues on a couple of levels. One, that that's a statutory requirement that 75% of qualified costs be incurred in New York State, but also on top of the statutory requirement, which requires an executive order to override, there's also the Department of Taxation that's involved in terms of, you know, income tax and how income tax is assessed on uh, people who work on on the various tax credit programs. So that's why I say we just don't know. Yeah, so that decision is going to be very significant. And um, I think that the state just has a lot of a lot of other stuff they have to worry about right now. But um, uh, as soon as we know the answer to that, we'll make sure that we we get the answer out to everybody to everyone here. Connie, if you had to guess, and I will not hold you to this, but if you had to guess, would you guess that that they'll consider it just during this crisis period that they'll consider it, it'll be able to be considered at least neutral spend out of forced you know, out of state labor? I don't even want to venture I guess at this point, I really don't. Fair enough. Probably smart. <laughs> um, Can I jump in on the, the heels of the good spend versus bad spend um, question? For sure. So I will post a link in the chat channel on this, and I'll also post it in the post line Slack channel. But on ESD's website, there's a list of qualified expenditures a summary of qualified expenditures that lists whether all different categories that you'll find in your budget and it says yes or no yes next to it. Anything that says yes is a qualified cost. Anything that says no is a non-qualified or neutral spend cost. So for anyone who's curious about what that looks like, good spend versus bad spend and what qualifies for the New York tax credit, it'll be in the link that I'm gonna share. Thank you, Kelsey. I'm just scanning through some of these questions and I just want to hit the one that is 
pertinent to what we're saying right now. So um, before we move forward, Irene asked um, for new applications, the minimum spend is now $1 million. So it's the minimum budget in order to qualify for the program if you're shooting in New York City is $1 million. The bottom line complete budget is $1 million and it's also Westchester, Rockland, Nassau and Suffolk as well. Good info. <laughs> um, but not for post only. There's no minimum budget for post-only visual effects and animation. No. That's only for no. the production credit. Um, right. So hopefully that's now clear. Uh, Irene, if it isn't, please ask another question. Um, she, had, she had a good one, another good one on that topic, which is, um, are there lawmakers we can contact to sway them um, in the direction that's in our favor on this determination that needs to be made? I would, I would say no. I mean, I think it's, it's up to the Department of Tax. I don't, I don't think that this is a, a statute or a law change. Connie, is it? Are you talking about the, the million dollar spend? Oh, no, I thought she was talking about making out labor forced out of state qualified or non-qualified. What was she talking about, Chris? Yeah, the, the out of state labor question. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's, it's, I, I can't think, frankly, I mean, Yana, you would know better than I who, who's involved in Albany with the legislation and. I think it's, uh, I think it's a, a, like an emergency tax determination. And, and so like Anthony Rodolakis, like I'm, I'm in touch with him. Like he definitely knows. I feel like everybody who can make this change is very well aware of what would be most beneficial to our industry. And it, it's just um, a really difficult time right now where their priorities are not necessarily on our industry right now. And rightly so. Um, so it's just, I know that, you know, people in your office, Connie, bring it up to him once a week and they just haven't had time to make a determination. But to the question of, are there lawmakers we can contact? Um, I'm just not sure that it's, it's in the purview of the lawmakers. So, but if we find out that, that there is and there's some kind of letter writing campaign we can do or something, we'll let everybody know. Um, we have a bunch of questions here about the diversity program that I'm gonna punt over to Connie and John. Um, is the diversity program statewide? And how are the funds dispersed? You know, because I have to apologize about not being able to answer questions about the diversity program right now, because it's been on the back burner. And as I mentioned, we just, as of June 1st, sent over the first funding requirement uh, or the first funding allocation from the tax credit. Um, it's a partial funding. It's not the complete funding that's allowed. So um, I think now probably they'll get started in 
in organizing this program, and we'll make sure something's posted to the website in the very near future. And to Ryan's question, have the funds for the diversity training program been earmarked yet? They have not been 100% earmarked. No, because the, the one quarter of 1% is allocated from the tax credit funding once the tax credit certificates have been issued. So as each batch of tax credits is issued, we notify the office of the controller that X amount of dollars has been allocated for the diversity fund and they make the transfer. Thank you. So it, oh, it's one quarter of, of every tax credit that's issued. One quarter of 1% of every tax credit. One quarter, yeah, one quarter, sorry, not one quarter of the tax credit. Um, we just had some people pass out on this call. Um, sorry. Okay. Um, I have a question that I'm gonna throw over to Brower and Co. This is right up your guys' alley. Catherine asks, how do NY's incentives compare to those currently or in the works in cities like Los Angeles and Vancouver? Are they competitive within the new state budget? Do you think the drop from 30 to 25% will affect post in the city? Brower, based on you know, your guys' experience with all the other tax credits, and, and you, guys know, you guys know specifically California's very, very well. Yeah, we know California as well. I can't speak to Vancouver's because we're, we're only in the United States, but uh, even at 25%, it still is very uh, competitive to California's. California is 20% with a 5% uplift for shooting outside of Los Angeles and also for now visual effects in the state and musicians coming actually this summer. Uh, gives you an extra uplift of 5%. Um, the other difference between the two is California is actually a credit. So you need to be able to utilize the credit. If you are an independent film, you can sell that credit. New York, you actually get a rebate. So you get money back as long as you don't have a tax obligation within the state. So very, compa very uh, comparative that's in that sense where they differ. California is a pretty strict vendor requirement now and New York is used to consume, where everything you basically bring into the state and utilize, if it's qualifiable, you'll get credit on it. And I would add that California caps your credit based on your initial application, and New York currently doesn't do that. So Correct. you don't have to worry about overspending. And I mean, Vancouver has a very aggressive visual effects credit, but the mm -hmm. reason why I think that New York's credit is incredibly competitive with every other credit in the world is because it's not only a great credit and um, administrated really well and very simple to explain and doesn't have crazy vendor requirements and loan out registration requirements. It's a fairly streamlined and simple program, but we also have all the talent and the infrastructure in New York, which makes us doubly competitive to other states. I mean, Obviously, California has a lot of talent and infrastructure there, but their credit isn't, there's no, isn't great. It's there's no separate post credit in California or separate right. VFX credit in California. 
Right. So New York is, is positioned really well to come out of this. And let me answer the final part of your question, which is, will it affect post in the city? I, I actually, I don't want to call anyone out, but we do have some finance executives on this call who it would be very interesting to hear from them to say like how it would impact their decisions to come to New York or not come to New York. But I can say, for example, you know, there's a lot of directors who live in New York who would want to come be in New York for post-production. So that loss of the 5%, you know, from 30 to 25%, it's still way more expensive to house above the line talent away from home. So in other words, like you, you wouldn't, I, if I'm a finance executive, I'm not going to decide to like keep my director who lives in New York in Atlanta. It's just because of the 5%. So um, that was a clunky way of explaining it, but I, I, I don't think that it is going to negatively affect post in the city at all. I think that the credit remains uh, very aggressive. Um, and because we have exceptional infrastructure and exceptional talent in New York, um, I think we're in a really good position here. And hopefully that answers Tom's question too about non-NYC based incentives and how they might be affected after we come back. Um, I, I mean, I, I think before this all happened, some, a lot of stuff, and Connie and John, I, maybe you can answer this too, but um, some stuff was happening in parts of New York, in non-New York City parts of New York. Um, like I know there's an entire studio now in Syracuse and they cranked out a few shows. So I feel good about production still staying in those parts of New York. What do you, what, what applications are you guys seeing from outside of New York City? I'm sure it's not a massive deluge, but there was something, wasn't there? Yeah, there are some. I mean, there are facilities in the Hudson Valley that uh, apply for the credit. And I think there's a facility in Albany, too, that also applies for the credit. The applicants work there and apply for the credit. And there's also the... Um... Let's not forget about the, the upstate bumps as well, uh, which are there to incentivize that production and post-production um, right. go upstate. So uh, the credit will be 25% uh, right now, but uh, there is the additional 10% on qualified labor for both production and post-production. And um, for post-production only projects, uh, there's the additional 5% bump um, for all qualified costs that happen upstate. Oh, that's right. We forgot to uh, mention that. That's so important. Can you repeat that, John? Yeah, so the, the base credit used to be 30%. It's 25 now. Um, but there are two uh, additional bumps to that. The first one is the qualified uh, labor bump. Um, basically, you would get an additional 10% uh, on qualified labor that happens upstate. I, um, there, we have a map on the website with all the counties uh, where you can get the, the additional credit. I believe is uh, north of Westchester and Rockland, uh, anywhere north, north of that for the production program. Um, and the same is true for the post-production program. You get an additional 10% on post-production labor co costs that happen upstate. 
but for post-production only, there's also an additional 5% across the board for all qualified costs that happen upstate. So in, for post-production, you could get up to, you know, you would get 25% for everything that happens in, in you know, downstate, in the city or, or the surrounding area. You would get 30% um, on all qualified costs upstate and you would get 35%, is that right? Right, 25, 30, 40%, sorry, 40% on qualified labor costs upstate. So and, clearly. And the, and the, yeah, the 10% is on direct hires only. So, so for post, you'd be getting 10% on direct hires, but then because you get that 5% bump on all costs, any indirect hires, you get 5% credit on any indirect hires working for a, a sound company or any place else, Visual any other company. vendors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, we've put together a, a flyer of sorts that I think Rebecca emailed to everyone or we it's in our slack channel but we can definitely get that to everyone that kind of breaks all this stuff down it is a lot of information and those of us on this panel are so entrenched in the information that i know sometimes it's not explained in a way that people who are not entrenched can easily understand it so oh, there it is look at that gorgeous um, we made this some years ago, but we've recently updated it. So everyone can have uh, a copy of this. Um, okay. There are a lot more questions and I want to make sure that we get to all of them. So, um, um, I have one. Yes. What expenses are tax deductible and what is the maximum amount you can claim? I saw that question and because I'm not a CPA, I don't understand it. it, it Maybe I, I almost want to ask the person to re-ask it. Like, are they talking about what expenses, what expenses are applicable to, to our tax credit probably? Oh, I mean, it's just a really long list. Um, it would take a really long time to describe everything that's applicable. It's basically all labor and purchases and rentals that are below the line that take place in New York or that are brought to New York. I thought that it was like a, a more of a CPA question, but um, that, and also Kelsey um, posted that PDF in the chat and that has all those that has answers to that too that shows you everything that is and is not qualified I have um, is there any chance the VFX threshold will get reduced I just saw that so I think Lauren means well is there any chance that the VFX threshold will be reduced from 20% so that you could get into the program for spending less than 20% of your visual effects budget. I would say there's zero chance of that happening. It was a real fight to get it to be, you know, it's 75% of post, 75% of production. 
So to be able to craft this program and have you only have to spend 20% of your visual effects budget in New York, that was a, that was a tough get. And I don't think that they're going to go any lower than 20. 20 is pretty low. Fair question, though. Um, what I'm so curious what you guys think, like David and Daniel, Connie and John, about um, um, this question. New Jersey has a credit for production and post. Is this beneficial to the industry in New York or no? Is it possible for both credits to be mutually beneficial? My answer, I think it's great. I think the New Jersey credit can only benefit post-production in New York because there's no post-production infrastructure in New Jersey. So if you're in New Jersey, you're getting the and credit. But what do you think, David? Not, I'm sure you not to Yeah, so we, we do a lot in New Jersey as well. And we do a lot of cross-border shows between New York and New Jersey. The credits are very different. Um, there is no post-only credit in New Jersey. You can get post if you end up doing production there as well. Um, New Jersey's requirements are a little bit stricter as far as vendor and labor and withholdings. Uh, and, uh, but we do see quite a bit where people are utilizing and obtaining both credits. Obviously, you have to make sure that you're not getting credit on expenses in both places, and that's our job. Daniel, have anything else on New Jersey you want to throw out there? Um, without getting too detailed about the current state of their requirements. <laughs> Uh, I, I can see it is beneficial because New York, you can get vendors from New Jersey and utilize it in New York. In New Jersey, again, not to get too detailed, but you could technically get vendors in New York that are registered to do business in New Jersey. And if they deliver their goods, it's qualified. So the programs in each state kind of help build the infrastructure in both states. Cool. Um, this question from David. So if you are a post company in New York City and you hire a remote worker in upstate New York, how is the 40% labor bump utilized? So I'm really glad you asked this question because it, it will force us to clear up any confusion about that. So well, no. this is assuming that you are, that you, the production you're working on is applied for the post only credit and you are right yeah so let's just say Travana is a post accounting company and I have a worker who's up in Syracuse that you only get the 10% labor bump so it would be 30% because it's upstate and you got the 5% bump for the post only credit fine but the 10% labor bump is only if the production directly pays that person so not if I pay that employee, but the production itself has to directly pay that employee in order for it to qualify for the 10% labor bump. So if that person is on the show's payroll, the, the, the applying entity's payroll versus- Yes, and, or, or it could be um, an independent contractor, but it has to be the applicant entity that pays the person who has their feet on the ground in upstate New York in the qualifying counties, yeah. Um, there was, Kendall had a question and it was, is production considered phase two? I believe production is still considered phase four. 
Does anyone know anything different than that? If a client has completed shooting but never did any sort of initial application for New York State, is it too late for them to get the VFX post-credit if they award the work to a New York vendor? Yes. But thank you for asking that question because that is a detail that we did not mention in our summary, which is, um, and Connie, you can tell your 180 days stories uh, that you guys have been dealing with, but to apply for the production credit, you have to um, have a, your application submitted before principal photography but no earlier than 180 days before you begin shooting. For post only, you have to have had your application submitted and accepted before the final day of principal photography. And for the VFX credit, you have to, you will only get credit on VizFX money spent after the application is submitted and accepted. If, if I could make one minor correction to that, which is the uh, post applications have to be submitted before any qualified costs are incurred in New York State, any qualified post costs. So that you, you don't have to, in fact, submit the application before the last day of principal photography, but you do have to submit the application before you incur any costs in New York State. Good to know. So it's the same as visual effects. Yes. So hopefully that answers that question. Um, questions about, do we have any idea where production stands in regard to how one shoots a show with social distancing? There have been numerous uh, plans that uh, were sent out. We posted some of them in the Slack channel, um, but there are definitely um, many guidelines that have been published on how that is going to happen. I just have yet to hear that anything is scheduling to start doing that in New York yet. Can I jump in to answer Vicki's question? I believe the answer is yes. Um, you can be a loan out and get the 10% upstate, but Connie and John, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you Connie said yeah. you can be an independent contractor. Yep, independent contractor. Independent contractor. Yep. Yeah. But there's no issues with loan out versus being paid as an independent contractor as an individual in New York. A loan out from a, a, some, an individual's personal loan out company or a loan out from personal company there's no there's no differentiating yeah, no. as long as they're considered an independent contractor so they will be qualified upstate and get the 10 percent bump if they're paid directly right yes oh irene has an interesting question so what happens if your budget is a million dollars 
and you only spend 75,000, can we assume that if someone is working at home and is using the payroll protection program under unemployment to fund their salaries, that these salaries are not eligible for the tax credit? Okay, so these are, these are two different Many questions. questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you have to meet, if your, bu your budget is, a, is $1 million, but you have to meet a 75% threshold and you still have to meet the same stage requirements that we've all, always had. So mathematically, it would not be possible, I don't think, to qualify for the production credit if you have a million dollar budget and you only spend $75,000 in New York. Well, it's, it's based on the final application like yeah. all other parts of the credit. So if your final budget is $75,000, even though you submitted a million dollar budget up front, you're not eligible for the credit. I don't think we can assume that if someone is working at home, I'm, 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 can we assume that if someone is working at home and is using the PPP program slash unemployment to fund their salaries, that these salaries are not eligible for the tax credit? That's a really good question. And this is gonna hit you guys. So I hope you have made a determination about this, Connie and John. Well, can I jump well, in on that? Well, no, one? but it's an interesting question. Isn't I mean, it? Unemployment, yeah. unemployment, when you say fund your salary, it means it you're working. Oh, go ahead, David. I was gonna say the production then is not paying them. So how could it qualify? If they're getting right. paid by, by unemployment or right. PPP. Let's take, let's take unemployment out of that. Let's okay. rephrase the question. So let's imagine that a production applied for the PPP loan. Mm -hmm. So they went on a hiatus and then they applied for the PPP loan and that loan is going to fund like eight weeks of their production salaries. So the production is still paying directly the editor, the assistant editor, visual effects supervisor with PPP loan funds. Well, so will those, will, will fund, will costs being funded by the PPP loan be eligible for the tax incentive? I, I mean, Connie, I defer to you whether or not they have to make that determination like an insurance claim, but we wouldn't, as an auditor, we wouldn't look at how the funding is coming in, just how the people are getting paid out. Right, that's what I was going to say. Other than other than insurance reimbursements, that that um, I would say no, that we wouldn't. Uh, I mean, we would consider those costs eligible costs because mm -hmm. we don't ask to see a list of investors when an applicant applies. So, great question and surprising and fascinating answers. Um, if I move my entire visual effects company and all labor to <laughs> upstate New York, does the client get extra percentage above the 25%? No. There might be, um, not under the tax credit program as it exists, there are other 
New York State programs, um, incentive programs, and you might want to investigate some of them. But let's just say I'm a production and I use this vendor, which is now located upstate. Let's say this visual effects vendor is now in Albany or Syracuse. And yeah, we, I would, I would get a 5% bump on them if I'm with the, right. if I, yeah. So, so the answer is essentially, right. yes, you get 5% above the 25%. The, uh, your client would get 5% above the 25%. So you, you're the spend on you, the spend on your visual effects company, they would get 30% on. I have one, if um, 50% of a project is filmed in New York State and 100% is planned to be posted in New York State, does the 50% production affect the 100% of the post-production? No. No. It does not. There was another question up here about if you have a co-production, a a co-production outside of New York, if you're still eligible. I can't find it. You know, can I, answers. Yes. can I go back to Chris's question about the 50% of production? Um, when you apply for the tax credit program, uh, you have to, your, your post is automatically eligible for the credit, whatever posts you, costs you incur in New York State. However, you have to meet the eligibility requirements for the production program in order to get the costs that you're incurring in post-production. Following on the production minimum budget questions, Um, if it's a co-production between New York and another state or country, would the project still qualify or all principal photography has to happen in New York City? 75% of your spend has to happen in New York City and you have to meet a stage requirement. So you have to shoot a certain amount on a stage well, in New York City. I mean, if the budget is over $15 million, you have to um, shoot 10% of a studio-affiliated project uh, or an indie above $15 million has to shoot 10% of principal photography costs on a qualified stage in New York. And if more than $3 million in qualified costs are incurred on those stage-related costs, then the 75% location uh, is, is waived so that you can shoot any percentage of your location days in New York and still be eligible for the credit on those location days. Um, David and Daniel, do you want to address Irene's comment? the SBA guidelines specifically prohibit double dipping for the same expense as an auditor. I would risk failing peer review for not knowing this, at least in Massachusetts. <clears throat> what exactly was she referring to? 
Um, I, just, I think it was like continuing the conversation about can you get the tax credit on uh, if you if you have if your production has a PPP loan. Again, I think there's there's still two separate things. If the PPP does the audit and then comes through and says these funds should not have been used to pay people that are getting a rebate, that's one thing. The rebate on the rebate side, unless it's a state that requires you to audit the funding, there's no way of knowing whether or not somebody's going to use the PPP funding for production or not. Yeah. And as Connie mentioned, New York just doesn't have those, doesn't, doesn't ask financing questions in that way. I hope, I hope we got to them all. There's a lot of great questions. Um, any panelists, are there any, any questions that, any information you wanted to leave with? I have one, I have one more kind of hypothetical question. I think this falls under the same category of us not knowing how outside of New York qualified spend is going to be treated um, due to COVID. But I've had several productions and studios ask me, okay, so if I had to move my mix or my finishing or extra VFX shots to California or just elsewhere outside of New York because they can't physically do the work now to hit or make sure that they are delivering on time, how are those costs going to be treated? Because we have precedent in the past for if you can't actually do certain deliverables in New York, they're treated as neutral spend instead of bad spend outside of New York. How has there been any talk about what's going to happen with costs that had to absolutely be moved to finish besides labor? Well, what, I had a call yesterday and someone said, um, I wanted to shoot in New York, but I can't because of the virus. Can I still get credit? And when I conveyed that, it's, I think it was the first laugh that people had gotten in a while. Uh, somebody wanted to shoot their whole film in Iceland or someplace, and, but apply for the New York State tax credit because they really wanted to shoot in New York. So, um, there, no, it's been restricted to labor at this point, the discussion uh, about whether outside New York labor uh, could be considered. Um, outside vendor costs have not been taken into consideration. Those issues have, in terms of at a policy level, those haven't been raised. So we'll keep everybody in the loop, but uh, I, I don't expect I don't even want to speculate, but I'm doubtful, frankly. If a production that applied and was approved for the New York tax credit shuts down due to COVID, and then financially it is decided that they can't move forward, do they lose the credit on the New York spend since they did not release the film? I mean, in this scenario, it sounds like you didn't finish the film, but let's assume 
you finished the film, but you couldn't release the film. That is, that's another thing we left out of our summary of the credits is that the, the well, project has to be released somewhere or distributed in some way, right, Connie? No. Not anymore. Uh, as, as long, not ever, as oh. long as there are final elements and as long as the film has been finished and you, the applicant can provide proof of performance that they have final elements in hand and that the New York State language and logo is in the end credits and they've fulfilled all the other requirements of the program, then distribution is irrelevant. But in order to get the credit, you have to at least finish, finish your film. Yes. Finish it and slap those ESD end credits on there. And, and slap make that sure logo on the end credit. And make sure you have right. all the other requirements met for spending and everything right. else. Right. Um, okay, well, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much. I'm gonna throw the rest of this over to Chris so he can let us know what our Next post break is, but I really want to thank my esteemed colleagues, David Brower, Daniel Gates, John Diaz, Connie McFeely, Kelsey Schuyler. You guys really make my life and my job a real pleasure. And thank you for everyone who attended. If anything we said was confusing, or if you have any additional questions, please, please email me, Yana, or Kelsey at Travana. We are more than happy to get really deep into this stuff with you guys. It is our total pleasure. Um, so thanks again for coming. Chris. Thank you, Yana. Thank you, everyone. Next week's post break, VFX with Crafty Apes, incorporating the future of VFX post COVID and what the new shooting strategy could look like. So tune in same time next week. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.